Well, hello, Noor. Hello. How hello. are you today? I am very, very good. Well, let's get started. Uh, I think first off, we should get a little introduction from you, Noor. Yeah. So my name is Noor Al Khadra, and I'm from Saudi Arabia. I am a polymath, <laughs> which means like hmm. I like to do different things, but they all fall under the creative umbrella. So I am very much into video games, as you very well know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I am also an actress, uh, and I'm also a painter, uh, and I also used to be an entrepreneur, like I started a couple of businesses before, and uh, I just like to get creative. Polymath, I... I don't think I've heard anyone say that before, at least in reference to the, the notion of having multiple careers and doing different things in tandem that all add up to, you know, one type of career, if you want to call it that. Um, but that's a good one. Is that, that yeah, is kind of the Google modern it. way of doing things, right? I think so. I had to know my symptoms and Google it because <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Why am I like this? Um, but no, there is a word for it. And actually, um, it's very much like the people in the Renaissance time. Hmm. So I feel quite um, relieved <laughs> that yeah. um, there that used to be celebrated in the past. And, um, and you know, you're just you and you're trying to be you. Why don't we go into your story next? It's, it's quite an interesting one. Um, can you give us a bit of a rundown of your life? and uh, all sure. the different things that you've done? Sure. Um, so I, I've been playing games since I was six. <laughs> and um, that's what sort of like got me into the gaming world. Um, so my brother basically left his PlayStation 1 in his room uh, like to, to, get, to get dusted and whatever. Mm. And he left to the U.S. And I, I missed him a lot and I wanted to kind of establish a connection while he was gone. Mm -hmm. And I was sort of like, okay, you know, what do I do? What do I do? I used to go to his room all the time and just look, look at his things and miss him. And then I found his PlayStation. And then I was like, all right, uh, let me try this. And then I... Uh, well, what games were you playing? <laughs> exactly. The hardest yeah. game ever, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Ah, it is literally like not a game for like a, a seven-year-old, not because a, a, there's any violence or anything like that. No, it's just hard. Like it's a strategy game. It's just not, it's, it's hard for like older people. Um, and so I started with that and I lost a lot, um, like a mm -hmm. whole, whole bunch. Um, and then I was like, okay, like I'm giving up a lot. Then I would email my brother and be like, Hey, how do I beat this guy? What do I do here? What's the best strategy? Should I put my mage here? Should I summon who here? Da, da, da. And mm. then he used to like get excited and interact and be like, okay, you should do this and that. And um, he guided me and I just started getting better at the game. And like, it's, it's history from there. I got like obsessed with video games. And um, then uh, from there, it was like the Zeldas, the Metal Gears, uh, you know, like the all like the Tekkens, the, all the classics, of course, Final Fantasy seven and, you know, going beyond. And um, it's just a world that I because, you know, being raised in Saudi at the time, there mm -hmm. wasn't much entertainment. 
Mm. So this was like the entertainment and like the happiness because you get a sense of achievement. And that and makes me happy. And you went to the U.S. after this, right? Yes. So I uh, decided uh, when people used to ask me, what do you want to do when you grow up? I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. All I knew was it, I wanted it to have something to do with video games. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said to myself, like when my parents were like, okay, you're about to go to college now. What do you want to do? And I was like, I want to study game design. And at the time, that wasn't like a common, like that wasn't a common discipline at all. Like that mm-hmm. was just like even the game design school that I went to, the Academy of Art University in San Francisco, it was, I was like the second generation or something. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it was really, really a new department. Yeah. Um, like people who would uh, get into the video game industry would normally uh, either uh, they were just like freelance artists and they just, you know, went in or they were like from uh, the animation like uh, department or, you know, VFX and film and they go into like video games. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. That happened to me. I, I was more doing video and film. I was crazy about car racing and then I happened to be able to find a way into the game industry to work on racing games. And I had a background in animation as well, but, um, it wasn't, there wasn't anything you could study at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like it's, uh, yeah, you were, you, you worked at EA. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I I remember like that's, uh, and you just, your interests see video games. It's like, cause it combines a lot of disciplines together. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like, uh, you know, I know I have a friend of mine who's like the lead animator in the Santa Monica studios. Um, the way he was hired was he basically knew how to draw and he was good at martial arts. <laughs> and mm. So they were like, all right, you know, like they, they trained him and, you know, he, I, in the office, he would sit and like kick and do all kinds of things. And he was like the, the artist, the animator himself. So that was, those are two skills that, Definitely make a good animator, <laughs> especially so like. So, how did you find game. it living in the U.S., moving to such a different culture? What was that experience like for Oof. you? Oof. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> um, so I used to go to the U.S. when I was younger, um, mm-hmm. like on in summer camps and stuff. Especially that I have a lot of like my mom's family live in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But going to college is a totally different story. Yeah. Um, like I, I was very much shocked. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of like you can do basically whatever you want. So you really have to depend on yourself as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it's just like, oh, you know, where with who do I fit? You know, like yeah. it, it, for the first year, it was really, really tough. Uh, I, I must say, like, I, I was so homesick. I was just like, I want my friends. I want my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's what, like, it's, it's, it's one of the biggest reasons that I am who I am today because it, it, op- it opened my mind, especially going from Saudi Arabia to San Francisco, one of the most mm-hmm. liberated cities in the U S as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just makes you think outside of like the box. It makes you 
more more tolerant to other people, more understanding, um, and not so like stuck on your own views and allowing other people to be and you be as well, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very very big lesson and a good lesson. <laughs> yeah. So where did you go after this stage? What was next? Uh, after the States, it was, uh, well, I I worked in San Francisco for like a year and a half in tech Mm -hmm. in uh, Cisco. And that was, that was fun. That was great. Uh, definitely a fun vibe being in the Silicon Valley, you know, like Mm -hmm. working in one of the high tech companies and, you know, drinking coconut water the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, and then, um, yeah, and then after that, I was like, okay, uh, I I feel a calling to my next challenge, uh, which is London. Uh, I got mm-hmm. accepted at UCL University College London, and um, I I studied technology entrepreneurship, which mm-hmm. was uh, I felt was a weakness of mine because I've always been such an artist, and uh, I just never. I felt like marrying the the business side and the art side together would be a good idea to be a well-rounded, you know, person to whether start mm-hmm. a business or, you know, uh, manage your own self and your career. So, um, yeah, so that's what I did. I moved to London. <laughs> and what was that like for you personally? Oh, uh, man, I thought London was going to be like the U.S. because they spoke English. Mm. How ignorant is that to think? Yeah, that was like really <laughs> hilarious of me to think. I was like, you know what? Yeah, you know, it's not Germany or like some other like, you know, European country, like Italy or something. It's, it's mm. London, you know, they speak English. Surely they have. But no, they don't. Uh, they, they're very different. Um, oh, yeah. You go there is a completely different culture, different humor, different way of running things. Um there, there are things that are better here that are better there. You know, it's, it's, you know, the U.S. is a lot more fast-paced. I would say, mm-hmm. um, England is more uh, like a historical and um, traditional a little mm-hmm. bit in their ways. Um, uh, but I mean, now they're changing. There's like a lot of movement and um, startups and and stuff happening there. But the U.S. is definitely a lot faster. Uh, in 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 the tech world, yeah. you know. Well, what were some of the big lessons that you had to learn um, moving to London and starting to interface with the way that things operate there? Oh man, um, that that every uh, country or city has their uh, good sides and bad sides. You know, yeah. I discovered yeah. that a person can actually live anywhere, but needs to handle the good sides and the bad sides um like even being in saudi you know like sometimes i miss london sometimes i miss the u.s but every you know place has its good sides and bad sides and to be able to like uh feel peaceful in the place that you're in you just Mm -hmm. need to accept it yeah yeah (laughs) that's true (laughs) i think i only figured that out recently yeah I know yeah. me too. It's it's not yeah. it's it's a lot easier said than done. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, that's the only because no, there's no one. There's not a place that has the perfect setting for you. Mm-hmm. So um, for anyone, really. Uh, so it's 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 especially once you ex- the thing is the funny thing is that once you experience more places, 
the more confused you get. <laughs> That's true. And it also changes you, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. As you get, as you be, as you live in a different culture, you start learning different ways of doing things and uh, you have to interface yourself. And um, there's a lot of things to be learned from living in different countries. Um, but then when you go to the next place or you go home, you'll find here's someone else a little yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you find yourself um, acting like others around you. Mm -hmm. Like it becomes, yeah. you know, you like here, for example, um, people are a lot more uh, laid back, uh, there are a lot more like, uh, you know, you know, when somebody says we're going to be there at 11, you know, that mm -hmm. it's going to be like 45 minutes past 11, you, you know, it, you just mm -hmm. start getting used to how it is. And yeah. you can the either relationship to time. It's exactly. always different. <laughs> it's always different for everyone. And you could either yeah. like go with the flow and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, embrace it and accept it. Or you could mm -hmm. either complain about it the whole time. And I used yeah. to complain about it the whole time when I got here yeah. because I was like, wow, like you, I'd be like, we made an appointment and now I have another appointment. And what is this? You know, this is a, uh, and, and cancellations is just like, a, you know, every time you make an appointment with somebody here, it's like, you know, that there's a 50, 50% chance that it's going to get canceled like five minutes before, you know? <laughs> and so it's like, you always have to have a plan B a plan C, you know, so that you right. don't get, so that you don't get like, you don't feel like you wasted your time or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, definitely a different way of living. That's for sure. Well, let's uh, get back into your career story. So what kind of projects were you doing in London? That's where I met you, by the way. That is where we met. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've done, so while I was doing my master's at UCL, uh, mm -hmm. I started a business called WeGeek. Mm -hmm. And I met you at that time as well. Mm -hmm. um, basically, We Geek uh, was a video game events company. So I would run events uh, and tournaments and uh, game testing sessions, uh, showcasing indie games type of events uh, on a bi-monthly basis. And, like lightsaber, uh, lightsaber classes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I went full nerd. Like yeah, I went yeah. full on nerd. I even had like an orchestra, a video game orchestra with like amazing people playing like, you know, the the water level from Mario and like all kinds of you know Zeldas and everything. Uh, it was fun. It was actually really really fun. It was a lot mm -hmm. of fun, and uh, we got like uh, people who would sponsor. Uh, video game companies. Actually, my first ever sponsor was Konami. Um, and I was so surprised. And it was actually, I was at a random dinner with KPMG. I don't ask me why I was there. I have nothing mm -hmm. to do with KPMG, but like, I was just there. And like the VP of Konami was there from Japan. And I was like, oh, you know, like, hello, like, I have this business. I had nothing at the time. And he was like, you should come to our office and pitch it. I was like, oh my God. So I went for, I just worked on that pitch like day and night for a week. Mm -hmm. And then I went to Windsor, which is where their office is. And mm -hmm. I, uh, I know it's random that it's there, but it's right next to the castle. Wow. And I know, and 2K games as well, I think. Mm. Um, 
And uh, yeah, and I and I pitched it to them there, and uh, they agreed to sponsor it, uh, and I was very, very, very happy. And that totally gave me motivation to keep going. You know, when you get when you get like little, these little achievements, make you like, yeah, you know, I'll keep mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, it just didn't feel like a very sustainable, like, uh, and scalable business. So mm-hmm. it was making me money to live and like a a couple of other people but like i couldn't see it scaling further i Mm -hmm. also wanted to do it in saudi but at the time saudi wasn't what it is now at the time there was segregation between uh, men and women in events so i would have to get like a license to be able to get them together because my my audience is probably 80 percent at least male you know, um, mm. and I, it would be weird if I, I'm a female hosting an event for just males or, or mm. uh, yeah, it was just odd, an odd thing. And mm. so I just kind of, it kind of had to slowly, like I had to slowly let go and I had to slowly realize that, you know what, this isn't scalable, but this definitely, I came out with a lot of gems from it. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And um, so what are the different types of things that you're doing now? Because you've got a wide variety of different projects on your plate. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so basically, I, uh, I only moved to Saudi like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, uh, I actually moved here because I started my acting career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had a, I was working on a series and it's actually finished and it's on Shahid right now. Shahid is the equivalent of Netflix, but for the Middle East region. Yeah. Um, and so that was a very interesting, uh, experience for me because I, uh, I, I got very lucky. Uh, I went to, I did like an acting course in London Mm-hmm. at the time of covid because i was going through like a crisis who am i what am i you know i think everybody mm-hmm. was going through this like what is going on you know mm-hmm. in my life um crisis during covid and uh, i actually decided to take acting classes mm-hmm. and uh and uh, I, I that's when i realized that i actually really like it i like the craft and um and that's when I started like applying for auditions in Saudi. Um, and uh, because I know that the film industry was sort of like booming there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I got one and uh, this was it. And it was the lead role, which is amazing. Uh, good. Like it's a good coincidence that this happened. And uh, yeah. And from there, like uh I just started the career and I just also filmed a movie in Egypt. Um, it's about to come out on in cinemas in August. Uh, I cannot reveal the name of the movie yet, um, mm. but I'm excited about that because it's my first feature film ever and I'm the leading lady and I feel really apprehensive about seeing my face on a big screen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing. What advice do you have someone that's a content creator that might be having a gaming channel, a YouTube channel, that type of thing? Because uh, I know you've been involved with that type of activity for some time, but yeah. you've made the jump into acting uh, quite nicely, leading in a TV series, leading in a feature film. And I know a lot of my friends and colleagues here in Los Angeles who are content creators also have been looking at that. 
um, the notion of um, acting. Right. So what's what's the trick there with jumping across? So for me, it just started parallelly. Actually, mm. I got the acting gig before I even started my YouTube channel. Mm. Um, so it's it, when it like comes to acting, I think what is very important is having like a like a good reel or or mm -hmm. something that you can actually show even if you didn't do something professionally like mm -hmm. even little auditions or little uh little like things that you 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 know you do collabs and you know just just get into it and and mm -hmm. put it in your vimeo and yeah. have people see you know because i find that a lot of people are like oh i have nothing to show but you can make it like that's stuff that you can do for free and yeah. you know, yeah. uh, make so your own films, or or make your own scene, just a scene, mm -hmm. yeah. um, just to showcase what you can do, you know, because that's what directors and uh, producers are looking for. Like, what can this? We want to see what this person looks like with a camera. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so that was that. That's that's basically it. And I also parallelly started the YouTube channel. Um, because I'm really, really into video games and I never want to let that go ever, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. even if I, even if I'm acting, even if I do like all the films, I, I'm not letting go of my video because it's what keeps me, uh, grounded, I think, uh, because, uh, uh, the acting career, uh, it's up and down. It's yeah. not, it's, it's not the easiest career path at all mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and so you, you for me I, you have i have to have something to feel like i i i i'm i'm safe in as well like i i, I my passion you know as well and um and that's gaming for me like for sure uh yeah. so uh gaming is it like an escape uh and and it's like a enjoyment especially when i started streaming i only started recently youtube i started it uh, for a year uh so i would edit videos and then put it on online and whatever um but streaming is a different experience completely streaming is like very interactive uh, it's you know it's a social experience you know and honestly like which is great at giving you an income. Like, <laughs> I know, I'm so surprised. I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, you can make money playing video games. Like you can, you know, it's not it's like... amazing. Yeah, and, and for the people who want to get into YouTube or Twitch, the key is consistency. The key is mm -hmm. that you just keep doing it, you know? Even if you missed a few times or whatever, get back into it you know um especially with twitch if you're not streaming you're not visible yeah. it's not like youtube they can't find your channel um yeah. so i notice once i'm streaming on twitch i get all the followers while i'm streaming but yeah. once i'm offline it's not it's not much unless somebody like was like oh let me go and follow this person on twitch because mm -hmm. they know i exist already what do you think the role of persona is with your incoming career both as an actor and a content creator do you think about I that think, at all i yeah There's, i do think about that yeah. it's like what do you want uh people to see you as as well mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. it's it's uh 
And I think that's actually very important, not just thinking about yourself and how you want to be seen, but also thinking about how you're going to influence the world by being mm-hmm. what you are. Yeah. Um, and, and so like I, my motto or uh, in the persona I would like to present is always being real, like being very real, being uh, vulnerable, not, not being like, because uh, unfortunately, in these industries, there's a lot of fakeness that we see. Mm-hmm. There's a mm-hmm. lot of like pretending. Um, there's a lot of like, uh, uh, y- you know, like you uh, people on social media that, uh, you know, you look up to or whatever. You're like, oh, they have the most perfect lives. They have everything put together, you know, and uh, that's not the healthiest thing in the world. You know, uh, I want to encourage people to be themselves and to be as real as they can because mm-hmm. we're all we all have our issues and we all have our flaws and you know you are amazing because of who you are as an individual you don't have to be like this person or that person to be amazing um and so that's what i would like to really push for and really encourage uh by uh, being myself on on social media or on on my streams or on whatever it is one of the purposes of radical strategies is to give advice mm-hmm. and um from what i can tell things are moving for you and you've you've had a lot of interesting experiences living in different parts of the world you had a stage of education working in different types of careers um and you've also stay true to your passion as well but you've not been afraid to shut things down and also try new things those are all things that makes you a great example for people to look at um but as you look back on your life um what piece of advice could you give to someone who might be just starting maybe there's someone that is just thinking about what to study so well what advice can you give to them uh well, for a person who's thinking what to study, um, mm-hmm. generally, like, whatever you feel like you like, you know, mm-hmm. or if you're very confused, you can choose something as a little bit more general. Because mm-hmm. eventually, what you study doesn't mean, like, a lot of people are like, put a lot of pressure on what am I going to study? A lot of people actually studied something and worked in something completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... The studying is an experience in itself, you know, not necessarily like for the goal of what you're going to, unless you're wanting to become a doctor or something, that's something else. But like the experience for me, the the most thing that I learned from, for example, studying video game design and doing it as a bachelor's degree Mm -hmm. is the experience of that being in the college life, being experiencing like all these professors that worked on all these cool things and not for the goal, like for the sole goal of, yes, I'm going to work in the gaming industry right after and I want to land this job and that, you know, like mm-hmm. it's it's taking every journey for what it actually is um, with with the passion that you have behind it, you know. Um, and so, like, I would say, you know, just f- whatever you're re- you're feeling like doing, do it because you're not going to be stuck there forever if you don't like it mm-hmm. anymore. Um, and, uh, also 
never be afraid of failure <laughs> because it actually uh, it it happens to everyone and it's okay and it's the most thing that teaches you for sure. I know I know this is such a common thing to say and a lot of people mm-hmm. say it all the time, but it's so so true. Yeah. Uh, it's the downs that's uh, failure, whether it's in uh, work, whether it's personal, whether whatever, like it's the downs in life that actually make you stronger and better. And, you know, like, you know, more who you are, what you are, you're not going to know yourself so much if you're constantly succeeding. So, uh, it's, it's, it's actually a, a blessing to, to fail a, a few times. I think uh, maybe it's one of the strange things about human beings, but um, sometimes pain, <laughs> yeah. the pain that comes from failure and having your ego broken, um, that can create real change. <gasps> Often when we're up, that, that can be when the worst behavior comes out. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's uh, when something bad like that happens, uh, it's the universe trying to teach you a lesson of some sort, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and you either like receive it and you actually learn from it and you sort of like, you know, embrace it and and be better or you like sulk in it and you just, you know, you go down a spiral of like, why, why am I like, which eventually like, you're, you're either going to have to get up from that spiral or it's just going to go to a place that you don't want to be in. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of that's mindset. Um, one has to get into one's head that there is great, there are great lessons to be learned through failure. Yeah. Um, maybe we should have a different word other than failure, a different way to frame it. A hundred percent. Yeah. But for now, things going wrong, um, those are often the, the greatest lessons. And I find when I've really screwed things up through being naive, through arrogance, through stupidity, um, whatever self-destructive, uh, parts of my personality rose out to make me do dumb things. Um, those are the things that I keep in the back of my head now as things start to go well to keep me going in the right direction and not getting, um, overconfident i I try and keep myself a little underconfident sometimes and not assume that uh that i'm going to be winning all the time but try and see where things are going wrong and try and correct before they actually do go wrong that's a that's a great like i'm so happy you said that because Mm -hmm. that's that that means that you you, the likelihood of you succeeding more and more and more is high because you're actually keeping yourself in check uh, it's it's when you become so comfortable and confident that's when it's dangerous actually because you're not yeah. trying as hard anymore even uh, like you yeah. used to as well and like uh, it it also happens in our industry like in the acting industry for example or uh, it's like once a person does like a hit movie they think all their next movies are gonna be amazing you know mm-hmm. and they think success is never gonna go down like it's forever gonna be like this but no people forget and you know, your movie is going to be forgotten and the next star is going to shine and, and you're just not, uh, what you thought it was going to be. And you keep, and which is fine, you know, it's supposed to be fine. 
but enjoy that success and the other failure and the success and the fear. It's about the the journey of the pro of the actual like being on set, enjoying your time, and not thinking so much about what like the the, the expectations from what you did is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that goes across mo- a lot of disciplines, not just the acting career. But I'm saying the acting career because you can see it in a lot of people where like they go through. A really hard time uh, if uh, if if they're not as they feel like they're not as successful as they used to be, or they're not getting the auditions like they used to, or they got mm-hmm. older, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. It's like that in music. A, a band will have their whole lives to write that first album, and then the second album might be leftover material from the first album. But it's the third album if they find success that they then have real problems. Because yeah. then they might have gone crazy uh, with a hedonistic lifestyle and and have lost um, the thing that helped them get to where they were. Absolutely, Be- it's, a, being it's, an it's dangerous hard. being an artist. Yeah, especially also <laughs> in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like uh, like music, for example, exactly like you said. Like the mm-hmm. thing is, is that you have to have re- you have to have a lot of like self awareness and strength. Because mm-hmm. and surround yourself with people who help you uh, stay grounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, because otherwise, uh, it's it's the ego that you can get from all the praise and whatever at the time can be like yeah. uh, very very poisoning to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you think people think that they're doing you a favor by feeding your ego, but actually, they're actually making you worse. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you're not, you know, s- strong inside and you know what people are doing and what you are and whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to fall into that. We're, we're all humans, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, being an artist <laughs> is so hard. Anyway, it's all yeah. good. What's your experience so far entering into the movie industry with the types of characters that you're coming across? Uh, very interesting. Uh, it's definitely uh, a lot more uh, chaotic than uh, any like than a norm. Like you know, why the tech industry? We work together in the tech mm-hmm. industry. Like it's it's not it's not a nine to five. It's not even an eleven to six. You know, it's literally like you know, it's a few months of like extreme hard work, mm-hmm. and then like you're free for another few months, you know? So it's like, Mm -hmm. uh, it's like very intense in that way. It's like extreme, then nothing, then extreme, then nothing, you know? Um, And so uh, it's a different type of lifestyle. For myself, I, I, I like that, but I also, this nothing time, I cannot handle it. Like I, that's, that's why I have my other things, my gaming, my uh, painting, you know? Uh, I, I do like, uh, uh, have work you know i don't just Mm -hmm. that's not that's why it's it's not my main thing as well Mm -hmm. um so i think uh i think that that keeps that keeps things healthy uh for me and um it's it's just it's just different in uh there are so many like really really cool characters that you meet uh because everybody that is working in this it's a tough industry so everybody's that that's working in it is usually very passionate about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, you meet a lot of like really, really interesting people for sure. 
Um, mm. From the actors to the directors to the lighting people to everybody is just like the crew. Everybody's like a different character, you know, yeah. and you get to yeah. know them really well, too, because you spend so much time with them, like mm -hmm. an intense amount of time with them. Uh, and they become like, you, you know, leaving or parting. Like I always find it really, really difficult at the end of a set or at the end of like finishing like a movie, wrapping something, it's just so, it's hard, you know? You leave and you're like, whoa, like, it's like you're leaving your new family or something. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's difficult. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. I'm excited to see your feature film when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely let yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Well, what is your final piece of advice for us today? Your radical strategy of the day my radical strategy of the day uh is that uh key that it's it's more um, chasing things is not what uh gets you the happiness mm. it's 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 being at peace with yourself and um being okay if things happen or not happen being okay with uh whether your life goes this way or that way you know and then the things that you want actually naturally do happen Mm -hmm. because uh because because you want them and you're doing your step by step to get there you're not thinking too much too far you know what if what if what if you're actually just doing the steps to get there and seeing what happens because maybe throughout along the way you're gonna find out that oh i'd like to do it this way actually or mm -hmm. i'd like to do it that way so everything is taken by the day by the step and uh you know that's that's how like because when you're so achievement achievement and I, it becomes like a anxiety almost <laughs> you know and I, and i say this as an advice in this world that we are in today because of how much stimulation we're getting uh because of how much we're seeing on social media that other people's are uh, other people are achieving because mm -hmm. of how much is expected of us in this day and age um, you know, and so that's why I feel it's important to feel more at peace in this time because it's it's uh, it's it just just is getting too much for our our brains. <laughs> well, thank you, Noor. Fabulous. Um, so, if someone wants to learn more about you and your projects, uh, where can they find this information? Uh, I would say mainly on my Instagram. I certainly post uh, everything, whether it's my Twitch, whether it's my YouTube, whether it's a trailer for anything um, or collaborations that I'm doing on my Instagram. What's your Instagram? It's Notorious Steps. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for your time. <laughs>